Hi, this is John Butters, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500. This analysis is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the first quarter earnings season for the S&P 500, which starts in about two weeks. Then we'll discuss two topics of the week. First, we'll look more in-depth at earnings estimate revisions for S&P 500 companies for the first quarter and for the full year. Second, we'll look at ratings on S&P 500 stocks. But first, let's look ahead to the first quarter earnings season for the index. Analysts and companies have been more pessimistic compared to recent quarters in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the first quarter. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the first quarter are lower today compared to the start of the quarter. The index is expected to report single-digit earnings growth for the first time since the fourth quarter of 2020. In terms of earnings estimate revisions for companies in the S&P 500, analysts have decreased earnings estimates in aggregate for the first quarter. However, we'll cover this topic in more detail in the second half of the podcast. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued negative guidance for the first quarter compared to recent quarters. In determining whether guidance is positive or negative, we compare the projection of the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time of the guidance. At this point in time, 96 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the first quarter. Of these 96 companies, 67 have issued negative guidance, and 29 have issued positive guidance. Over the past four quarters, only 45 S&P 500 companies on average issued negative guidance for the quarter. With 67 out of the 96 companies providing negative guidance, the percentage of companies issuing negative guidance for the first quarter is 70%, which is above the five-year average of 60%. Because of downward estimate revisions and more companies issuing negative guidance, The estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate for the first quarter is lower than the estimate at the start of the quarter. The S&P 500 is expected to report year-over-year earnings growth of 4.7% as of today, compared to the estimated year-over-year earnings growth rate of 5.7% back on December 31st. If 4.7% is the actual growth rate for the quarter, it will mark the lowest year-over-year earnings growth rate reported by the index since the fourth quarter of 2020 at 3.8%. Seven of the 11 sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth, led by the energy sector at 245%, the industrial sector at 32%, and the material sector at 31%. On the other hand, four sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings, led by the financial sector at negative 24%, and the consumer discretionary sector at negative 15%. Looking ahead, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 5.6% in the second quarter, 10.3% in the third quarter, and 9.6% in the fourth quarter. For all of 2022, analysts are calling for earnings growth of 9.5%. The forward 12-month P.E. ratio is 19.5, which is above the 5-year average of 18.6 and above the 10-year average of 16.8. However, it is below the forward P.E. ratio of 21.3, recorded at the end of the fourth quarter on December 31st, as prices have decreased while forward earnings estimates have increased over the past few months. And during the week, three S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the first quarter. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, 
which is revisions to earnings estimates for S&P 500 companies for the first quarter and for the full year. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up EPS estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you who are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, it is an aggregation of the EPS estimates for all 500 companies in the index into a single EPS estimate for the entire index. During the first quarter, analysts decreased earnings estimates for companies in the S&P 500 for the quarter as the first quarter bottom-up EPS estimate declined by 0.7% during this period. How significant is a 0.7% decrease in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter? How does this decrease compare to recent quarters? Well, in a typical quarter, analysts usually reduce earnings estimates during the quarter. During the past five years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 2.5%. During the past 10 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 3.4%. And during the past 15 years, the average decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter has been 4.8%. Therefore, the decline in the bottom-up EPS estimate recorded during the first quarter was smaller than the 5-year average, the 10-year average, and the 15-year average. However, it also marked the first decrease in the bottom-up EPS estimate during a quarter since the second quarter of 2020 when there were widespread lockdowns in the United States due to COVID-19. At the sector level, 8 of the 11 sectors witnessed a decrease in their bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter from December 31st to March 31st, led by the industrial sector at negative 11.4% and the consumer discretionary sector at negative 10.8%. On the other hand, three sectors recorded an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter during this period, led by the energy sector at 32.4%. While analysts were decreasing EPS estimates in aggregate for the first quarter, they were also increasing EPS estimates in aggregate for the next three quarters. From December 31st to March 31st, the bottom-up EPS estimate for the second quarter increased by 1.6%, the bottom-up EPS estimate for the third quarter increased by 2.4%, and the bottom-up EPS estimate for the fourth quarter increased by 3.9%. Given the increases in bottom-up EPS estimates for three of the four quarters, Analysts also increased EPS estimates for all of 2022. The calendar year 2022 bottom-up EPS estimate increased by 2% from December 31st to March 31st. Now, during the first three months of a year, analysts usually reduce earnings estimates for the year. During the past five years, the average decline in the annual bottom-up EPS estimate during the first quarter has been 0.4%. During the past 10 years, The average decline in the annual bottom-up EPS estimate during the first quarter has been 1.7%. During the past 15 years, the average decline in the annual bottom-up EPS estimate during the first quarter has been 2.9%. And during the past 20 years, the average decline in the annual bottom-up EPS estimate during the first quarter has been 2.2%. At the sector level, six sectors witnessed a decrease in their bottom-up EPS estimate for 2022 from December 31st to March 31st, led by the communication services sector at negative 3%, and the industrial sector also at negative 3%. On the other hand, five sectors witnessed an increase in their bottom-up EPS estimates for 2022 during this time, led by the energy sector at 35.9%. For nine of the 11 sectors, the bottom-up EPS estimate for 2022 recorded either a smaller decline or a larger increase compared to the bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter 
from December 31st to March 31st. In addition, analysts have increased earnings estimates for 2023 as well, as the bottom-up EPS estimate for 2023 increased by 1.9% from December 31st to March 31st. It is interesting to note that as the bottom-up EPS estimate for the first quarter decreased, and the bottom-up EPS estimates for 2022 and 2023 increased, the value of the S&P 500 decreased during the same period. From December 31st through March 31st, the value of the index decreased by 4.9%. With prices falling and earnings estimates rising, the forward 12-month P.E. ratio for the S&P 500 decreased to 19.5 from 21.3 during this period. Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is ratings on S&P 500 stocks. Despite higher inflation, rising interest rates, military conflict in Ukraine, and a resurgence of COVID-19 in China, analysts have more buy ratings on stocks in the S&P 500 as a percentage of their total ratings in more than 10 years. On March 31st, there were 10,821 ratings on stocks in the S&P 500. Of these ratings, 57.3% were buy ratings, 37.1% were hold ratings, and 5.6% were sell ratings. Over the past five years, the average month-end percentage of buy ratings has been 52.9%, the average month-end percentage of hold ratings has been 41.1%, and the average month-end percentage of sell ratings has been 6%. The month of March marked the second highest month-end percentage of buy ratings for the index going back to at least 2010, trailing only the previous month at 57.4%. Prior to the recent surge in buy ratings, the last time the percentage of buy ratings exceeded 55% at the end of a month was September 2011 at 55.8%. At the sector level, analysts are most optimistic on the energy sector at 66%, the information technology sector at 64%, and the communication services sector at 62%, as these three sectors had the highest percentages of buy ratings on March 31st. On the other hand, analysts are most pessimistic on the consumer staple sector at 41% and the utility sector at 49%, as these two sectors had the lowest percentages of buy ratings on March 31st. The consumer staple sector also had the highest percentage of hold ratings at 48% and the highest percentage of sell ratings at 11% on this date. Analysts are also optimistic in their target price estimates, as they currently believe the price of the index will increase by more than 16% over the next 12 months. What is driving the optimistic outlook in terms of ratings and target prices? Well, as we previously noted, one likely reason is that analysts have been increasing earnings estimates for S&P 500 companies for 2022 and 2023 for the past several months. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on the topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full FactSet Earnings Insight Report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast. (music)